0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 359 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saba, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me, as always...
1: What up, what up? It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C., a.k.a. The Crockpot. What are we talking about today?
0: Well... We were off last week for the holiday. I had a
1: great Thanksgiving. How about yeah,
0: you? Yeah, I mine was good. Uh we had we had some family small. I want to stress small gathering <laughs> at the Saba Jones household. My mom and dad and Courtney's mom came over, but we had food for about I don't know. <laughs> 19 people. We had ham and turkey. We had uh, all kinds of shit. One thing we skimped on this year was the desserts. Uh, I was a little little I you don't know, disappointed about that. We only had one kind of pie my mom made. We're in the south now, you know what I mean? So my mom made a chocolate chess pie. Not a huge fan more of a fan of like the traditional pumpkin or
1: or even french silk i'm a big fan of the french silk pie so i don't know how that's when, what i requested I, I requested a french silk pie and i got a, a peanut butter chocolate pie it was good but i'm sure it's good it was good so it's you guys didn't, after this
0: you guys didn't get to go to ohio a little bit of a, a little bit of a covid scare so what what, what was the logistics like at, at the crocker household
1: thursday thursday was a day man um we had uh it was just the four of us um home all day and, and Rory woke up at about 6:20 in um I'm going to be blunt he woke up in a fucking mood so <laughs> it was a long long day so uh but it was a good day we had you know we had family dinner and he uh he enjoyed the uh, the turkey and he really enjoyed the the gravy we had the gravy in in this little teapot that she has cuz we don't have a gravy boat we have a gravy kept- boat
0: for you <laughs> We, oh great great we bought we got two i think courtney and bridget talked about it when we were over there we have a gravy boat for you guys
1: but yeah he kept saying mo teapot more teapot he <laughs> he likes the gravy. The gravy. so did you smoke the turkey i didn't we just went traditional i would never done a turkey i i um we had a friendsgiving last year um you were there i was I'm there. pretty sure yeah you smoked yeah turkey we then. yeah i smoked a turkey breast then and it came out real good and i i've never roasted one so i, I wanted to try it that way and it was really good. Um, I uh, rubbed it down with some some cowboy butter, and it was real good. I, w- I was pleased with my first one.
0: Yeah, we did good, too. All right, so good, glad to hear that you had a good good holiday. Obviously, more holidays are coming up. We'll see We'll see what happens. Everybody wear your mask, for Christ's sakes. COVID's spiking everywhere, so please wear your mask. But we didn't talk last week. I, I think we're going to breeze right through that. So this week, we're just going to do recap of week 12 little bit of week 13 preview in the NFL we'll do a few good minutes on college football it, it's gonna be a relatively short one this week I think longer episodes are coming and I'll touch on that uh, in a little bit here the NFL and college football are in full swing you might not be at the games this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online so two weeks ago we had a one and two week the Wake Forest and Duke game got canceled due to COVID, I believe. So we had a 1-2 week, so we're now at 12-15-2 for the season. Not, not too bad. I mean, that's not – if you think about big scheme of things,
1: we're we're doing okay right now. So who do you like this week? A lot of juicy lines in the initial reaction looking at this. Um, but one that uh, I think really screams at me right now is um, – it's the largest over-under on the board, and it is Cleveland and Tennessee, games in Tennessee. Neither one of those defenses can stop a cold right now, and the, uh, both offenses actually looking pretty good. I, I know Cleveland had the weather games, but they, uh, you know, back in some normal weather this weekend, they got everything back on track. I think they scored on every position. They only punted once, and they had uh, they did have the turnover, so they scored on, like, every possession but two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the over-54 in uh, Browns-Titans.
0: Over 54 Browns.
1: I got, I'm still
0: sticking with, I got my regular and two bonuses. My number one pick of the week. The one I love. I like the Patriots and a pick them at the chargers. The Belichick record against rookie quarterbacks uh, got extended even more this past weekend against Kyler Murray for some reason. Not not for some reason. I mean, the guy's a genius, and his, he knows defensively how to confuse young quarterbacks. I think Herbert's going to have some trouble, so I like the Patriots in a pick em. My bonus pick, over-under 59.5, Maryland at Michigan. Take the under. Uh, Michigan is just an absolute dumpster fire at this point. So unless Maryland scores 40 points, which let's pray to God they don't, Your under is pretty secure there. And then bonus pick number two, I really like the Arizona Cardinals plus three at home against the Rams. But if you're really feeling lucky, and I think I'm probably going to bet this at betonline.ag right now, money line for the Cardinals is plus 132. So my official pick is just going to be Cardinals plus three. But in private, I'm probably going to take Cardinals on the money line plus 132. From game spreads and totals to team, player and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online and There is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonus. It's Christmas season, right? Get some money. Win some money. Get some of these picks that we're giving you and pay for your kids' Christmas. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Okay, week 12,
1: best win. Who'd you like this week? It was an interesting week, but I, I liked um, – I think the Titans had the best win. Just absolutely took care of business against the Colts in Indy two weeks after losing on a Thursday night to Indy when they looked pretty lifeless in that yeah. uh, second half. Beat them 45-26. Just looking at some stuff that – like I had mentioned it in the open there. Their, uh, their offense is just rolling right now. Like I mentioned, 45 points yesterday. I know they scored late on a onside kick return. Um, kick six. <laughs> Yeah, kick six to really, really tack it on the top. But, um, you know, Tannehill had 15.2 total EPA. Um, his CPOE was a little down, but 87.4 QBR. So they're, they're in a good spot right now. They're playing well. And uh, obviously this game took them uh, to first place in the division. So, you know, we're getting down to it now. This week 12 is, uh, well, week 12 might not ever end with this. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Steelers-Ravens debacle. But, um, you know, week 12 is wrapping up and, and we're really looking at, playoff seating here and and that was a huge game for for tennessee and I, I think that they really needed it um especially at coming off a win against baltimore and uh you know they're in good shape now so i think they had the best win of the week
0: it, it, that was a good one the one thing i want to say about that it it was it, the outcome of that game was a little deceiving i mean obviously it was a blowout but indy didn't have a few key guys on defense for
1: sure so i think they're missing four starters
0: yeah and obviously deforest buckner key guys in the run defense because Derrick Henry just absolutely ran all over them but I I like the Titans I like the Patriots win I like the Falcons win all three of those are in contention but I'm actually going to go with a different team I'm going to go with the New York Giants winning 19 to 17 at Cincinnati that division the NFC East it's up for grabs right (laughs) and with that win now Because Philadelphia tied Cincinnati, right? So with that win, and Philly has not looked great. Obviously, they looked terrible last week. Jalen Hurts is against the Browns. Jalen Hurts has been taking first-team reps. We'll see how they look against Seattle tonight. But it's looking to me like that division is the Giants to lose. Seems like Joe Judge has that team trending in the right direction. I was a little skeptical at first. But they're really starting to come around and actually play some – pretty good football. Wayne Gallman, last couple weeks, a little bit of a breakout. This week he went 94 in a tutty. Evan Ingram, six catches, 129 yards. He's he's the most dynamic player on that offense, so you got to get him the ball, and they did this week. Daniel Jones got a little banged up. He had an ankle thing, but they gave him an MRI today, and it doesn't look like there's any any major structural issues there, so that's obviously good for them. That defense they're they they played well they're only giving up 21 points per game they've only given up more than 25 points once in the last 8 weeks when they gave up 37 to the cowboys i don't know maybe 7 weeks ago that's probably even back when dak was still playing right They've turned the offense on the other team over 18 times. That's fourth in the NFL. They're one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. They've given up. I think they're in the top five in penalties. Uh, I like what they're doing. And and this win, you know, really helps their playoff chances. And obviously, in that division, if you can, you know, get to the playoffs at six or seven wins, you got to do it because that's an opportunity to, uh, you know, a little bit of a feather in the cap there. So.
1: Yeah, that gives them – they're at 34% on 538's uh, playoff predictions, which is the highest in the division. Eagles right now sit at 32, but we talked about it the last time we were on here. Their schedule's pretty brutal going forward. And then Washington sitting at 26%. So, yeah, all three of them right there in the mix, all alive. The Eagles obviously played tonight, home game versus uh, Seattle. So, could be a good game, but it's important for them to win too. But, yeah, the Giants for sure. I I do think that they look like the best team in the division – are they are trending the right way. Um I would like to see them do it against someone not named Brandon Allen or Colt McCoy. Sure. But but uh but yeah. But yeah. Very good. Uh good win for them. Keep them alive. Keep their playoff chances alive. And it looks like they uh they might be representing the East. So who's your worst loss of the week? It's gotta be the Raiders. I don't think there's another answer for this. Just completely lifeless. <laughs> um, they lost what was it forty three to six. Especially coming off those last two games that they had played Previously. um i know that uh, they had lost to the chiefs but they hung in there and then uh you know they beat the broncos they they won three in a row before that last loss to the chiefs and you just can't lose to a team like the falcons when you're in the middle of a playoff hunt and uh you know they had some tiebreakers but now they're, they're a couple games back now and we said we're getting we're getting down to it. you just can't lose that game no um Derek carr was absolutely atrocious um Minus twenty five point four total EPA. Is Mariota hurt?
0: Um He's gotta be, right? Because they brought Peterman in yesterday. He's gotta be hurt. Cause I feel like this would be a prime time to see what Mariota's especially yesterday, but even moving forward, just to see what Mariota's got with that offense.
1: Yeah, he must be. He must be. I didn't even I didn't even think about that because yeah, I saw that Peterman came in, but I think it's it's more was just I don't think there I don't think there's any doubt that Derek Carr's quarterback. Do you? <laughs>
0: I, I don't I'm going to be honest with you. I've ne- I, we talked about this in the pre in the preseason preview. I've never really been sold on Derek Carr. I think he has some. I call him David Carr all the time for Christ's sakes. I don't even get the guy's name right. So that's that's one problem right there. I mean, do I get Patrick Mahomes' name wrong? You know what I mean? Do you get Deshaun Watson? You know, I mean, you you get, people get. David Carr, Derek Carr, whatever, whichever one he is. Yeah, even he, announcers
1: mix that up. Right.
0: You know? Now, I, mean, I get it. He had a brother. It's a similar name. The bottom line is this. That team is very run heavy, and they want to do things off of the run. And I think that the way that they have their offense structured fits better to Mariota's skill set.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that we saw a very quarterback-friendly offense for Mariota last year cuz look at what Ryan Tannehill's been able to do in it and he just he struggled and they do a lot of a lot of concepts that you think set up for Mariota with the play action and the strong run game and you're shaking your head no. Yeah,
0: no, I just I I just I don't I think they were figuring – that Vravel was brand new, Arthur Smith was new last year. I think they were figuring out what they wanted to do offensively. They came out, they blew the Browns out week 1. I mean, how week 1 they were still Who's this little scat back? The one that used to be in New England that was down there in Tennessee last year. Um, The other running back that was there with Henry last year. They were still using... uh. You know who I'm talking yeah, right.
1: about. I I can't remember his name. I yeah. can't remember Deon, his no. name. No, no.
0: But they, they he was still he was like getting fifty percent of the touches last year at the beginning of the season. I just don't think they knew what they wanted to do. So I, I would disagree with that only because of some of the things I saw offensively. So anyway, I, this is talk to me more about the Raiders.
1: Let's yeah, not make yeah, this I mean, the Marcus Mariota hour he was coming off his his you know his la- week 10 versus denver he had a 90.3 pff grade last week versus kansas city at a 93.2 which i believe was the highest in his career and then he comes out and he has the second worst game of the year um, pff grade wise at a 59.3 so it's just a game you can't lose uh i mentioned the playoffs and all that their upcoming schedule it, it it's not it's not horrible they get the jets the colts uh the chargers dolphins and broncos so all games they can win or certainly lose. I mean, as we've seen, they, yeah. they can probably lose anybody, but I felt like they were just, they were in a good spot. And I was just, just shocked by this. It was just absolutely shocking. So
0: Deion Lewis is the guy's name, by the way. I Deion just, it, Lewis. It I just, knew it. It I just, it just popped and, in my head. No, I, 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 don't disagree with you that, so you they're know, down
1: that. To 43%. To make the playoffs at 538.
0: That game got away from them. I didn't watch much of it. But that game got away from them. I think they started pressing. Carr had a couple fumbles. He had a couple picks. That's just one of those games. Every team does it. They come out and they lay an egg once a season. Uh, for the most part, every team does it. So, I did not pick them as my loss of the week. I thought the Raiders, the Raiders and the Cardinals were in contention. I I, I picked this team a lot, man. I'm going with the Rams. Losing 23-20 at home to the 49ers. Goff is just so inconsistent, man. He just has not been great. They have a lot of weapons on offense. They turn teams over a lot defensively. There's just too much inconsistency for me with that football team, especially uh, offensively. And They looked like they were turning the corner, right? Last two weeks... They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Bucks. right? Now it's like, oh, all of a sudden, this team, they were what? Seven and three, right? And looked like they were kind of in, maybe not in control, but definitely in heavy, heavy contention to win that division. Then they turn around, they look horrible again against San Francisco. Again against San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan's 4-0 against Sean McVay. That's something to keep an eye on moving forward. It looks like whatever... Whatever Shanahan ha- does, he's seen something. Uh, he's he's got McVay's number right now, so just something to to keep an eye on moving forward. But I I thought the Rams, in my opinion, based on some momentum that they've gained over the last couple of weeks, opportunity to move into you know in control or 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 at right at the top of that division. I think that's a big loss for them.
1: Yeah, just again on five thirty eight, looking at their playoff odds here. They're at 89% to make the playoffs with a 32% chance to win the division. And uh looks like the Seattle is still favored to win that division at 96%. So, big game coming up with the Cardinals next week. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I think we'll, we'll we'll probably talk about that one here in a minute. It's but... a
0: good segue. Let's segue into next week. What's the game you're looking forward to the most? I've been trying to get you to couple this with the the must-win game of the week. You don't necessarily have to do that, but what's the game or a couple games you're looking forward to, and what's the must-win game of the week for you next week?
1: I think I think there's, you know, two possible playoff matchups here. You know, we've got the Browns and the Titans. Again, I like the over at betonline.ag, over 54 points. Um, I think that's that could be a very fun game, especially if you like creative runoff offenses. You know, we're going to see a lot of Derek Henry. We're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. And we're going to see a lot of Kareem Hunt. So, But the Rams and the Cardinals, we mentioned that as well. I think I think those are both must-win games for all parties involved. You know, as we get down to the nitty-gritty here, time's running out. You you know, you're running out of games to win. So from Tennessee standpoint, it gets them a chance to stay in first place in the division. From Cleveland's point of view, they uh, they don't have a win against the team over 500 yet, and I know that that gets – Blown way out of proportion. They've taken care of business against every team that they've supposed they're supposed to beat, which uh, you know isn't isn't the norm for. Except for, not for, just maybe, the, except for maybe, maybe the maybe the Raiders, maybe the Raiders. But I think the Raiders, up until yesterday, I was convinced that the Raiders were probably a little bit better than us. I don't,
0: I don't disagree.
1: You know, I, I still think that might be the case. But yeah, that, that gives them a chance to, to legitimize them a little bit, and, and again, that, keep them that five seed. I think is important for a team like the Browns. The whole the whole thing now is just avoid KC. I don't think anyone wants to play. No one wants to play KC. The- I think
0: I think if you're the Browns, you want to avoid Kansas City or Pittsburgh in the first round.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. But
0: and obviously one of those teams is going to get the buy right, and it's probably going to be Pittsburgh. So maybe who knows? So but you want to avoid one of those two teams.
1: But yeah, the Cardinals uh, they're on a little bit of a backslide here after dropping two in a row after that big. Uh, fun fun win in buffalo a couple weeks ago and uh and, and the rams you know you just you just just wax poetic about them they uh they don't look great right now and and this is a chance for them to you know knock out a knock out a division foe maybe maybe knock them out of the playoffs and but just keep keep pace up there with seattle and still gives them a shot to make the playoffs so just looking at um you know on 538 the the if they win if Arizona wins their game, 74% chance to make the playoffs. If the Rams win, they go to 97% to make the playoffs. And then, you know, same thing with, with the Titans are already at 97%, but should they win this week, they're over 99%, pretty much just clinches it for them. And uh, should the Browns win, they jump all the way up to 94%. So this, this is a big game for all parties involved. I, I think that's, it's a must win for all, all four of them for the various reasons I mentioned. Yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm less
0: interested in the Rams and the Cardinals only because I feel like both of those teams have fooled me so many times this season. I've been in both those teams corner this season more than once, and I've been against both those teams more than once. So I'm going to kind of sit back and and give give, give all those teams, really, to be honest with you, Seattle. Arizona and uh, the Rams an opportunity to kind of let things play out a little bit before I start declaring which one of those teams is the best. I'm going with the battle of the eight and threes, the Browns at the Titans. And I'm going to throw something at you here. I think this game's actually more important for Tennessee than it is for the Browns because Tennessee's still trying to win the division. Now, I, I get that last week was was a big win for them. Houston's playing better I just think that they really want to win the division I don't think they want to be in a situation where they're in a wild card I think they want an opportunity and and I think that them Tennessee having a little bit of added pressure because of that I think that's good for the Browns I think it gives them an opportunity to be loose a little bit the Browns are getting some players back on defense Taki Taki's coming back uh MG's coming back Uh, I don't know it the 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 Phillips kid he's they've been talking about him coming back for a couple of weeks now is he going to play this week the linebacker i know yeah, that the, i know rookie. they're get, i know they're getting some guys back on defense so i think some of their performances especially the last 2 weeks look the last month really because of weather and because of some injuries and things like that it's been a little bit of smoke and mirror with the browns the, the smoke and mirrors with the browns the fact that they've come out you know, looking as good as they have, I think is is a testament to the identity of the team and those kind of things. Obviously, stopping the run in this game is it's going to be critical for for both teams. I think I think the game plan for both teams is going to be make the quarterback beat us. I think Tennessee is going to want Baker to kind of throw a lot. I think we definitely want Tannehill to throw a lot, especially. You know, when we start getting in situations, both teams want to jump on top of the other one early and have them put them in a position where they're having to throw a lot from behind. So they become one-dimensional. The team that's able to be more physical, I think, really wins the game. You know, last year, week one, I referenced it already. That team just absolutely came in, and they and they beat the shit out of the Browns. It was It was over from the beginning. They were very physical with the Browns. After, you know, a huge offseason, bringing in OBJ and the whole Freddie Kitchens bullshit and all that. So I think the Browns, hopefully they've had that on their mind for the last year and a half. I think this is a good test uh, at this point in the season for teams that are are thinking about the playoffs. And, And as you've alluded to, this very easily could be the first round matchup for the Browns. So they could see this team again in five weeks. So there's just an opportunity here. And I don't want to start doing all the Belichick bullshit, right? Where, you know, they they always when 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 Patriots lose to a team that they may see in the playoffs, they're always like, Oh yeah, Belichick didn't bring out the whole playbook because he knows he's gonna see him. Like, I don't even want to be in that situation. Like, let's show him everything. You know, let's let's get out. We need to get the ball, excuse me, the Browns need to get the ball first. They need to take the ball right down the field. Very physical, run the ball down their throats. I think for us, it's going to be key to get the ball, excuse me, for the Browns, it's going to be key for them to get the ball out of Derrick Henry's hand because we have not been able to stop the run. We made Miles Sanders look like Barry Sanders. We made uh, what's the kid from Jacksonville yesterday? Um, James Robinson. James Robinson looked like I don't know. There's no famous no famous running backs name Robinson, but David so, Robinson. Yeah, David, the, the Admiral. <laughs> And Derrick Henry's a whole a whole other beast, you know. Um, Sendejo isn't 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 running up in the hole and and popping him, you know. We could see Sendejo with tire tracks on him, you know. So I, I think it's important to get the ball out of Derrick Henry's hands. So it's a game I'm looking forward to. It's a game I'm excited to. It's a game I'm excited for.
1: Maybe the, he gets bl- flexed a Sunday night.
0: It they've talked about that. The, the line opened at four. It's already moved to five and a half, so the money's all going on Tennessee. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Browns because obviously the first two matchups they've had this season against playoff worthy teams have not bode well for them.
1: I'm going to make a correction. I said earlier that they hadn't beaten anybody over five hundred. The Browns had not, but they did beat Indy. Um, yeah, Indy I mean, five. I think it was.
0: Indy's sort of the 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 flagship win of the season so far, I it's it's a good win you know I mean Indy beat Tennessee once so you know and I'm not one of the guys that goes well this team beat that team so we should be able to beat them you know I mean right I guess, yeah it, it's
1: it's yeah
0: it's a it's a good win oh no,
1: man they're all, they're all as we just saw this week I mean you, you could lose to anybody you know we saw that we saw the Cardinals go and lose to the Patriots where Cam Newton I think you know ninety four <laughs> yards and two picks. What he complete? Like nine passes? Yeah. Um, you know, he, we, I we think he completed
0: and... two more passes than the kid from Denver did. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. That poor fucking guy. Jesus. He I, was I'll tell so, you, he, he's I was lucky. was so jacked up for that game. He's lucky that that game was on opposite of Kansas City and... Tampa Bay. Well, that's what
1: I was just gonna say. I was I was so hyped to watch that game because I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. And then like, I watched like four plays. And I'm like, I did it. I just can't. I can't do it.
0: In <laughs> Taysom Hill, like you know, I understand New Orleans beat them pretty bad. What was it thirty-one-seven or something? But thirty-one-three. Taysom Hill is not. I mean, you watch like Get Up and some of these shows. I was off today. I'm still off for the holiday. You know they're talking about Taysom Hill like, you know they're they're calling Sean Payton the quarterback whisperer and talking about how you know he's got taste. I mean he's two and zero or whatever. And Bridgewater was five and zero last year, so he's seven zero the last two years with backup quarterbacks or whatever. But I watched a little bit of that game and I just I don't think Taysom Hill's a guy that's you know a long term answer. Do you want Taysom Hill to be the quarterback of your team? No. Okay. So with that, we'll move on. I don't want to spend time banging on New Orleans. We'll move on to college football. A few good minutes here on college football. Michigan lost again. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? I don't want to hear it. No, this is mine. I'll give you a second. Go ahead. Michigan lost again, this time to Penn State, who had no wins. You know, we were hoping as Michigan fans that they were going to build off of that triple overtime win against Rutgers Uh, last week. That barn burner against that juggernaut of Rutgers, you you know, this, I can't say any more than I already have the last few weeks. The Matt Campbell talked, getting hotter every week, Iowa State beat Texas this week, so there's gonna be other teams that are gonna want Matt Campbell, I believe. Urban Meyer to Texas talk heating up, huh? Texas and USC talk. I don't think it's happening I don't either. Think that's but happening. uh with Michigan, I expect another disappointment this week against Maryland. They're they're favored by five. I took the under in that game. I just I don't think Michigan can beat anybody at this at this point, but you you wanna say you wanna say are you gonna give me a silver lining with the Michigan stuff?
1: Yeah, I am actually. I think Urban to SC makes more sense in Texas, but but that's neither here nor there. With the silver lining here, they could suddenly come down with some COVID cases. They hit pause today and everything. I wish they, they would play Ohio State in two weeks. I wish they would. They play what? Ohio State a week from Saturday. They can I think- cancel that game in Ohio State would be ineligible to make the Big Ten championship.
0: And we'll talk about that. That's a good transition. So there's some interesting stuff going on with Ohio State and that whole program, you know, due to COVID outbreaks, conference championship eligibilities in jeopardy. Talk talk about that a little bit.
1: I think if it if it happens, like if, if they don't play, they play Michigan State on Saturday and then they go to, or they then they have Michigan on uh, the following week. And I think if one of those gets canceled, I don't see how the Big Ten doesn't, doesn't change that rule. And look, obviously, I am an Ohio State fan, but these they always just get the, the benefit of this kind of stuff. You know, it just always happens because they're just such a big a big draw, money wise for for ratings and uh, for all that stuff. So the Big Ten is going to do everything in its po- in its ch- in its power to get its best team or its most profitable team into the spotlight. What if what if, what if Ohio State finishes? What if they just don't play again? They finish four zero. The committees are they gonna take him over a one loss Texas AM, an undefeated Cincinnati. You know, we saw what they think of BYU, so I don't think I don't think that's really an issue, but you know North, what happened. Northwestern loss. Well, yeah, Northwestern losses this week. So that's so.
0: obviously that, that hurts any chances outside I mean, really, of Bond State. Indi- at that point.
1: Yeah. I well I guess Indiana's is that Well they their quarterback one. just I, tore
0: his ACL. He tore his ACL. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, so he's out. Penix is out for the season. So they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're probably going to lose.
1: They probably won't win. They any got more Wisconsin. Games. Yeah. This so, so I mean, it's just—it's—it's it, it's a mess, and it was handled poorly. We talked about it by the Big Ten commissioner. I didn't think they—I didn't think anyone was any college football if it was going to happen this year, and then uh, was obviously very wrong. But I felt that if you saw the the ACC and the SEC doing this, I don't know what the Big Ten was was waiting for. You know, and it was just handled poorly by the commissioner. I can't remember what's his name, Warren. Yeah, and uh, just handled poorly. So, if it ends up costing them a spot, a conference spot in the CFP, then you know that's 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 on the commissioner. That's a that's a shit ton of money that he would be personally responsible for losing for the conference.
0: Yeah, the problem is, is I don't think the the chancellors would be mad at him for it, right? Because then they can tell everybody they were right. So there, there, there's some, there, there's some politicalness uh, in, in, involved in that too, behind the scenes, that I wouldn't. Discount. But I think the
1: presidents like the money. I they the do. Presidents like the money. I, right? I
0: don't disagree with you. I, I think there's a bigger issue here. I think college football's got a major problem here. There's three teams that are so f- much better than everybody else that I think. And who was I listening to today that was talking about it? I think there's going to be some reform that goes into college football in terms of limiting the amount of scholarships and different things like that. Because Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State are so much better than everybody else that, you know, right now these schools, I think they can have 85 players on scholarship. I think they may they may take it down to 70. And then if you start to make what, what this person, I can't remember who it was. It was one of these college football guys, and this is things that they 're actually talking about behind the scenes so if you make the playoff in consecutive years, they take your scholarship players down
1: even more oh, I think that's awful well a terrible idea what it does is
0: is what it does is it there's there's more of a competitive balance, and look, the best schools are still going to get the best players right they're just not going to have. What it's gonna ha- what's going to happen is is when Ohio State sends Jeff Okuda, Chase Young, Arnett, you know, they, they send six guys in two years in the first round from their defense, they're not going to have a national championship level defense, right? They're, it's going to take some time to build it back up. And Alabama, you know, Alabama's probably going to win the national championship this year. I, I hate to say it, but I know I was very strong on Ohio State a couple weeks ago, but... Ohio State's defense—they're going to give up sixty to Alabama or, or Clemson. So the the problem is, I I think their defense is so is so poor. I I think that college football has a problem, and I think maybe not this year, like during this off season, but I think over the next couple of years, you're going to see a little bit of reform to try to get these these four and five star, more four and five star guys to. These second and third tier programs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I think just to 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 your point, you mentioned them both, but um, you know, Ohio State doesn't have a national championship level defense right now because. You know, they'd they sent so many guys to the NFL over the past three years, you know, so they're they, kind of well, in that rebuilding mode.
0: The scheme also went to Boston College, too. I mean, they lost their defensive coordinator to, to Boston College, and he, he built that defensive scheme. So it's never just one thing, okay? No, I Yeah. I, but I think it's pretty clear at this point that there's three teams that are so – I mean, I watched Texas A&M play. Texas A&M's the number five team. Notre Dame's number two. Or Notre Dame can't beat one of those three teams. They just did. <laughs> they beat Clemson. I know. I know they beat Clemson <laughs> without their quarterback.
1: I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The, 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 those are the, the, obviously the three premier – programs in, in the in the country um <laughs> Why, okay Notre Dame and Clemson play in the
0: playing the aCC championship how bad do you think Clemson's gonna beat Notre Dame two touchdowns maybe no oh here we go you're just doing this to make your you make your argument there's no, no fucking doubt in my mind Clemson's gonna blow the fucking doors off of Notre Dame they almost lost to the fucking backup
1: backup pretty good well, he's not He yet. is a Clemson recruit. Let's let's think about that. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I mean like I, I, I don't know. Florida Florida looks pretty good to me. I know that they had a loss to AM earlier in the year, but uh you know, Trask is now the front runner for Heisman. Pitts is obviously going to go in the top 20. Hopefully, to hopefully, the Browns. Browns. <laughs> we we'll just start running four tight end sets. I'll but look, um,
0: fuck it. But uh but Baker, yeah, yeah,
1: Baker can only hit one of them on passes every week, so <laughs> at once a month he'll catch a touchdown uh he, he throws the touchdowns to the tight ends it's the receivers that don't get the touchdowns yeah anything you hear, you
0: hearing anything on kenny stills
1: nothing and uh i'd really like for the well, chops Carolina, but chops
0: sent a sent a fucking tweet out today of the eye emojis and in the comment section somebody was saying stills somebody says stills question mark and chops didn't respond but i don't know I think the Kenny Stills thing and they were talking about Kenny Stills, you know, green baby in the front runner there. But uh, they just signed tape on Austin. <laughs> they, no, they, they didn't. Yes, they did. They <laughs> what, when
1: was the last time he fucking played football?
0: Like th- he was with uh, he was on Dallas last year.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. He was like a special teams player. He had like six receptions or Mm -hmm. something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so games to watch this week in college football. There's not a lot. Number five, Texas A&M. Number 22, Auburn. Number 12, Indiana. You know, we talked about they just lost their their quarterback at number 16, Wisconsin. You got Alabama at LSU this week. LSU's on rank, but that's always a game. Things Uh, to watch here, though. I talked about big, big picture about some of these changes being talked about behind the scenes. Here's the other thing. A lot of kids are starting to opt out. So if their teams aren't in contention or aren't even close, a lot of guys in the last two or three days have started to opt out and prepare for the draft. You know what? Quite frankly, they should. You know, I don't don't know. The last thing you want to do is get COVID. I know COVID has some long-term effects. It starts to impact your – your preparation for the for the draft and all that, so just keep an eye on that. I think you are going to see a lot of guys from a lot of teams, not from the big four or five schools, six schools. There is probably six schools outside of the top six schools. You are going to see a lot of guys start to opt out. So, you know, a lot of these games in in the, over the next couple of weeks are going to be with depleted rosters and those kind of things. It's just this college football season is so funky. So you got anything else on college football?
1: No, just that I'm looking forward to the ACC championship game.
0: Yeah, so am I. I hope we'll, maybe we'll watch it together. <laughs> college basketball started over the weekend, so we need to start keeping an eye on that. I only watched a little bit. I watched Davidson, Texas today. I've watched a little bit of college basketball. We didn't really talk about. We haven't talked about any of it, so that's something for us to keep an eye on. An NBA training camp starts this week, so oh, yeah. I would I would expect our season preview on the NBA to come in two weeks. Next week, we're going to do our Q3 review of the NFL top three teams, update on the game, those kind of things. And then and then the following week, we'll, we'll, it'll be a s- small NFL, probably be a little bit of Michigan-Ohio State bashing in there. And then uh, it'll be heavy NBA in two weeks. I'm excited about the NBA kicking back up already. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod on all of your favorite social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are now available on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find us. We're also available at the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. We're one of 359 shows. When we started this thing, Three months ago, there was 317 shows. So we're continuing to grow with the Believe Podcast Network. Check check us and other podcasts out at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. Head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. With that... We love you and enjoy your
1: lives. Eight and three Browns, bitches. Somebody suck, man.